The seven steps which I'm going to go through are as follows, and we've used this in many different areas for many different sales processes, and we just find it works over and over again. And I'm going to go through these seven steps with you. These are the seven steps. Step one is creating an avatar, which is your target market, your ideal target client. Step two is framing up the irresistible offer. Step three is how you craft and set up a landing page where your leads land, which is really important. Step four is qualifying the leads that you get and qualifying questions, and there's a process behind that. Step five is nurturing with specifics. And so this is important to be able to bring your leads along with you. Step six is the initial phone call. And step seven is a video call to share more information and engage. And so these are the seven steps that we use. And we've used this for um, high ticket items. We used it for franchise sales where we're selling that $80,000 franchise. We've used it across multiple businesses and it consistently just works. Let's move through the seven steps. The first and the most important thing when you're looking at building a a system for sales is to make sure exactly who you're targeting and who your ideal client is. And the mistake that I've seen so many businesses make and even agencies, marketing agencies and different um, experts that have engaged over the years is they just think everyone's a client, which is simply not true. So step one of the process is about clearly defining your avatar. And what this will need you to do is to understand who you're trying to target. The more specific you can be about around who your avatar is, the more targeted you can be, the more successful that your campaign will run and the more qualified leads that you'll be able to generate. The worst thing you can do is just run ads just saying, look, everyone's a potential client. Simply doesn't work like that. Everyone is not a potential client uh, and it gets down to being very granular about that process. So step one is all about creating the ideal client avatar. And this needs you, the, the best way to do this, if you've been in business for a few years, is to look at your ideal clients, the ones that you would consider, we just want more of these type of clients, and build a little bit of a profile around these clients. But that's a crucial step. If you get that right, then you can actually move through the process. And with these seven steps, one is very much dependent on the previous one. So step one is creating that ideal avatar, getting into the minds of who your ideal client would be, what they're thinking, what their fears are, and how you would motivate them. So that's the most important. If you if you don't if you haven't done that before, uh, and if you talk to a marketing agency and they say, oh, we don't really do that in detail, then that's a that's a red flag. The irresistible offer. So what happens in sales and marketing, uh, lead generation, there's a lot of effort on getting things right, setting this up, getting the images right, getting the copy right, doing this, doing that, lots of stuff, lots of business, lots of noise. The reality is that if you had what we would call a no-brainer, irresistible offer, then that will do most of the heavy lifting for you. To understand what the irresistible offer is or how you can make an offer irresistible, you really need to have defined the avatar and be very clear about what their fears are or what they're trying to move away from or towards. Without having done that first step, this is very difficult to do. And the irresistible offer may not be, in fact, the offer of your final product or service. It may be something to engage your clients with you or in a process. An example would be you could 
you might be in the business of doing, let's give an example of, um, let's say you're, you're a marketing agency or a website business. You might be in the business of saying, look, what I'm going to do as part of our process is do an audit. You know, So you might do an audit of what exists at no cost to them. And so they're basically going to share with them information that will enable them to understand and better improve what they're doing. And there's no risk to them. So it's a bit of a no-brainer offer. So you can create all sorts of no-brainer, irresistible offers. And the trick will be, this isn't an offer that's going to appeal to everyone, but it should be an offer that appeals to your ideal client avatar. And the more time that you take in crafting the irresistible offer, the easier it will be and the less work that needs to be done. You just need to consider that the irresistible offer should do most of the heavy lifting. So keep in mind the irresistible offer doesn't have to be the end product or service. It could be something that will really help your potential client move towards what they're trying to achieve. So that's number two, the irresistible offer. We all, we've heard of landing pages. It really surprises me actually how many businesses still send leads to their website, which is an absolute never do that. Never send leads from paid advertising of an interview format to your website. Because if you do that, you're unable to track them. They might click here, click there, wander off there, look at information. What you want to be able to do is have this experience where you're just moving someone through. Literally, it is a funnel and you're defining and mapping out the experience for them. And a landing page is needed for that. So a landing page is a custom page that typically only has one action on it to complete a form. And on that landing page, you would really communicate the information that you get out of your avatar, who your ideal client, you would tap into what their what their fears are, what they want to move towards. And you also then want to share with them something that they will get the benefits of them engaging with you or sharing information with you, which is really the irresistible offer. So on this landing page, you'd have a simple form. You'd have information of why it's important for them to be able to engage and share information with you so that they can actually get something that they're after. But it is a dedicated page and there's lots of information about the structure of a landing page. But the critical thing is you must have a landing page, which is targeted towards a specific avatar that really talks about the irresistible offer that you've been framing up and you can track it. And when you set up a landing page, it's imperative that you've got all the right pixels and tracking mechanisms on that page so you know how it's going, how it's performing, what the conversion rate, all that type of stuff. And one of the things that we'd highly recommend is when you set up a landing page initially, you do what you call split testing, which is run 50% of, you know, create two versions, two slightly different versions of that landing page and you direct 50% of the leads to each page. And then after a few, when you've had a few leads hit both of them, you might get to 20 or 30 or 40 leads. You'll see that one's performing better than the other, which is always the way. And then you would sort of dump the worst performing one, create another version and then do the same thing. And so you're constantly optimizing that landing page. Now, when you initially get a lead, and this is very common, you might ask for a first name, surname, email address, phone number, some basic notes. Uh, from that information, um, you don't really know much about that lead. It's what, what I would call a very uh, fuzzy or unfocused lead because you're not sure, are they a great lead? Are they a good lead? Are they a lead that's not that relevant? So what we would do is the next, the thank you page, so when they complete the landing page form, 
Normally, you send them to a thank you page and say, thank you for your inquiry, yada, yada, yada. That thank you page is actually a second form. And what you do on that second form is you ask some qualifying questions. And you might, we typically would have anywhere between eight to 12 questions, very simple to answer, drop down options. We explain to them why it would be helpful if they completed this second step form. And the why would be, we're just trying to understand if we're a fit for you and you're a fit for us. It's all about fit, which is actually genuinely what you want to achieve. And so what happens in this qualifying next step you ask eight to 12 questions and those questions enable you to, to, to actually identify the quality of the lead, whatever you determine. So it might be, you know, that they, they need what you've got, your product or service now in the next month or two. They have the available capital. You might ask a question about money to acquire what you have. They've got their motivations for engaging are very high. They've got previous experience or expertise. They might be in a particular industry. You know, it's sort of up to you to define, you know, when you when you go, this this is an ideal lead, what are what is it about that lead that makes them an ideal lead? And that's actually the sort of questions that you want to ask. So then you actually know who to focus your attentions on. Because if you're generating a lot of leads, you want to know who you want to go to, who you want to specifically target, as opposed to just all the leads in a box. So step four is these qualifying questions, step two form that happens. And that's typically on the on the thank you page from the first landing page form that they've completed. If you want to find out how you can build your own ideal business and your own ideal life, head to the show notes and follow the links to take our ideal business quiz which will give your business a score on how ideal your business is to date. Highlighting your current strengths and areas to work on to make your business more ideal for you. Or you can simply go to www.invisbiz.com. That's with two Z's instead of S's and get your score after the episode. Now back to Paul. Nurturing, actually nurturing your leads. And the way we do that is we have a CRM platform that we use. As soon as anyone comes into our system, we can then nurture it by sharing information. And this is pretty normal. You know, there's, here's a tip, here's some information, data we're going to share with you. You're going into a 16-week email sequence, whatever it may be, but you're genuinely sharing valuable information with your leads so that they can start to understand how you operate, what you do, and what you can do for them. And the more specific and relevant those emails and those communications are, the more likely they are to begin to build trust and sort of like what you're doing and get a feel and a flavor whether you're the sort of an organization that they should, they should be working with. So that's number five, nurturing. Number six then is the initial phone call. And so what happens in this process is you've been taking the potential lead through a sequence of steps. And then there's an initial phone call of if they've done the qualifying questions, not everyone will do that second step form on that thank you page. You know, we aim for a conversion rate of about 25 to 30% of the leads to complete that. Then you've got more information about them. And so when you engage with someone, when you're salesperson or the, the front end sales call, um, they are able to look at the information that they submitted and have a bit more of a higher level conversation. And that purpose of that call then is to gauge interest, 
qualify once again further fit before you may put them in front of the final sort of more qualified salesperson for them. So that's step six, which is the initial phone call. That should only take 10 to 15 minutes. Fairly simple call. And then the next step is step seven, which is like a video call or a Zoom call where you're sharing more information, you're engaging with them, and you're taking them through the next level of information that they need to understand in order to consider moving forward with your organization. So that sort of, it depends obviously on your product or service, whether you can do a one-step process or a two-step process. When you've got high ticket items, like we're selling $80,000 franchises or $25,000 courses, those type of things, we find that this two-step process works exceptionally well. And the uh, Zoom call then is run and operated by your more qualified people who then can actually better understand your prospect and can sort of take them through a bit of a process of sharing information with them that's specific to them, things that answers some more questions about that. So that's sort of the approach that we've been using in order to generate, qualify, and move leads through a funnel. And then, of course, once you've set this process up, you set metrics up from every possible step so that you can measure the conversion rate and the and then you and you'll define some KPIs. So we have very clear metrics of what we want to achieve at each one of these steps. And the you know, so for example, how many people should land on the landing page? What's the conversion rate of the landing page? What percentage should convert? What's the conversion rate to the next page who complete the qualifying questions? How many people should we get through and discuss the initial phone call? How many Zoom calls or video calls should we book? And then what are these as a percentage of the overall numbers? By having some defined KPIs, some targets, and then you can measure and track and you can see where it's working really well, where it may not in fact be working that well and need to improve it. Those are the seven steps that we use when we do all lead generation. Number one, avatar. So you know exactly who your client is your potential ideal client. Number two is it defining and clarifying your irresistible offer. Number three is a landing page, which is where all your leads will be directed. Number four is once they've completed the form on that landing page, they go to a thank you page, which asks eight to 12 qualifying questions to so you can better understand the quality of the lead, their urgency. Number five is then they going into a communication email sequence so you can nurture them with key information so that they can, you can build more credibility, more trust. They get to like your organization and see how it operates. That's really valuable. Number six is the initial phone call, which is about fit. And they've sort of, uh, and it relies on the information that you've collected about your lead. And number seven is that final video call, Zoom call, where you're really engaging with the client to move him into the next phase. So that's the seven steps. We've had a lot of success with those seven steps, and we've used it across different industries for different products and different services, and we find it works exceptionally well. So hopefully that's been really useful for you to understand how to build a funnel. We have specific, there's more videos on the channel relating to specific parts of this process, which I'd suggest you explore and find out a little bit more about. And uh, thank you for joining me today. I'll catch up with you in the next, next sharing. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening. As you know, we grow organically. Uh, It's really people like yourself that enable us to get the word out. If you like what you hear, please uh, give us a rating, leave a good comment and share this with your friends. Thank you.